Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. On today's episode of Inspired by Her Story is Melissa Delport. Melissa is a photographer, food stylist, holistic health coach, and cookbook author of Whole, Bowl Food for Balance with Penguin Random House. The book is all about healing your relationship with food through mindful and intuitive eating. After years of fat dieting, Melissa discovered the path to health and well-being and shares it through the book in her social platforms today. She works directly with clients remotely or one-on-one to support them in achieving their health goals and believes food is medicine. Diagnosed with PCOS, Melissa set out to put her symptoms into remission with diet and lifestyle and achieved hormonal balance through making healthier choices. Melissa's goal is to show women that food isn't the enemy and nor is our bodies, and if we nourish ourselves in all areas of life, balance and happiness awaits. During this episode, Melissa talks more about how she got to where she is today. Just listening to my universe as much as often as I can on what's mm-hmm. sort of unfolding in front of me. How to eat yourself to health. I want to I want to work with with women and just teach them that you can find hormonal balance and you can find you know health and wellness with food and that food isn't the enemy and nor is your body and all you've got to do is is tune into your intuition and how she hopes she can change the perspective of food to women. We're gonna be stuck in this diet uh, a culture of more, better, different with our bodies. We don't mm-hmm. have to be more, we don't have to be better, we don't have to be different. We're perfect just the way we are. Now let's hear more about her journey. I'd like to welcome Melissa Delport, also known as the Truffle Journal, to the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on here today. And we're like actually kind of meeting for the first time through uh, our like web call right now. (laughs) Yeah. Technology is the best. It (laughs) is. It's like we're sitting in the same room. We are. I love this. And I have my coffee with me. So it's like a a nice little treat too. (laughs) It's like a coffee date. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Across the world. Yeah. So I would love to have you kind of more introduce exactly who you are and what you do. Okay, perfect. So I am a photographer, a blogger, a cookbook author. I work on social media and I work as a holistic health coach. I also work as a private chef and um, co-host different yoga retreats. So it's a little bit of everything and it's always connected back to food and health and wellness. I love that. I love how it all just is brought together into kind of like one realm. Yeah, it's my melting pot of my creativity that I get to include it all with food. (laughs) So that's what that's what I what I get up to. 
I do it um, here in Cape Town, South Africa, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been, you have to, you have to make it out here. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's on my list, like top, like three at least on my list that Good. I need to get to ASAP. You can, you can come visit me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's incredible here. It's really beautiful. So I do it here in Cape Town and with uh, working on social media and with my uh, professional photography, I work with different clients that also involve travel. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of travel and food in my life and that's, and that's what I get up to. And then obviously um, just after I wrote my, my first cookbook, I studied to be a holistic health coach and I also see clients remotely across the world and also um, here in Cape Town. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh man, yeah, I love that. Really rad. And now how exactly did you kind of make the steps in order to get to where you are today, especially by taking like, you know, you have such a, a wide variety of things that you do with photography, with food, with travel. So how did you kind of make the steps in order to get here? I think the steps kind of unfolded for me as my life just would have it in the universe, you know, just did what it, what it needed to do. And it's perfect. Like synchronicity mm-hmm. back then. I don't think I would have always seen it, but I've become better at seeing it. Mm-hmm. So I've become better at listening to sort of how things can unfold. So I started as a fashion photographer oh, when awesome. I well, actually, no, I started as a makeup artist. Correction. I started as a makeup artist. I studied makeup out of high school because I wanted to be in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And then after I'd done my makeup, I decided I wanted to study photography and combine the two. And then um, I was, I I dropped out halfway through my photography and I moved down to Cape Town from Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to um, be in the fashion industry and it really wasn't working that well. It wasn't, it wasn't flowing. Mm-hmm. which I think should have been the first sign, but you know, when you're young, it's, it's different. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I entered, my partner got me to enter MasterChef South Africa and mm-hmm. um, the, the South African version. And I had like three seconds of fame. And then after that, I decided I wanted to photograph food and that's how the whole journey started. So I started photographing food, started shooting for different clients and, um, then about a year later, I started my blog and my blog was about travel and food. And that's where the truffle comes from is sort of finding these five star, amazing, not necessarily expensive, but just these phenomenal experiences um, mm-hmm. that I wanted to share. So that's how my blog was born. And then after that, I did my cookbook and my cookbook was part of my journey of also a very personal one where I actually had um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, Mm -hmm. which affects one in every eight women of childbearing age. And I also, I was overweight and just unhappy with my relationship with food. I had done every fad diet under the sun um, in my twenties because the goal was always to be thin. Um, And I never had the penny drop until my late 20s. And I'm grateful that it arrived when it did because it was perfect timing. That thin and healthy aren't the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that if I focused on getting healthy, my body would would be in balanced weight. Mm -hmm. And that for me was like a huge aha moment. And it was at the time that I was writing my, my first cookbook. And so I sort of created a cookbook around the way that I ate my way to health with um, my body then 
going, my symptoms of polycystic ovarian syndrome going into remission. Mm-hmm. I went through the hormonal acne and all the, the, the difficult things that come with, with um, having PCOS. And I, yeah, I ate myself to good health. I believe that food is medicine. Mm-hmm. And I just undertook that journey. And that was sort of when the Truffle Journal, what you see now on Instagram and sort of was was born, mm-hmm. was at that stage and um, with the book. So it's been, it's been a really interesting path so far. And it's kind of been, you know, just listening to my universe as much as often as I can on what's mm-hmm. sort of unfolding in front of me and going, okay, cool. You know, you might think you need to be a fashion photographer, but it's not flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're battling to make rent, you, you know, having a hard time getting into the industry. You don't really enjoy when you network with the people. So there was, there was all these t- telltale signs that I think when you're younger, there's that huge element of ego where you're just like, I, I can still get past this, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to do what I've decided I'm going to do. Yep. When li- life has a completely different plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, You're like, this is what I set in stone for myself and this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to make it happen. But then in reality, you're just forcing something that's not really meant to happen. Exactly. Just pushing that energy and pushing, pushing where it doesn't flow. And I think that, yeah, I was just really lucky that it unfolded like that. And now I get to do work that completely sets my soul on fire. And I'm, 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 the luckiest human. I absolutely am obsessed with what I do. Um, yeah, I love it. I want to, I want to work with, with women and just teach them that you can find hormonal balance and you can find, you know, health and wellness with food and that food isn't the enemy and knows your body. And all you've got to do is, is tune into your intuition Mm -hmm. and trust yourself and how you should eat and how, you know, how to find your health. So yeah. And it's, like I said, it's combined with the travel and my photography, which is always going to be my first love. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely. I, I love how you took everything that you love to do and made it your career in your life. Because if you're feeling it inside, then you're definitely going to put your all and everything into it. And it's going to show in your work as well. And then you're able to take experiences that you had yourself and then help others as well. And I love how the first conversation that I had with you, you said something that stuck with me that I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to try to remember at all times. And it was, um, to make your mess, your message. And I love when you said that. It was was awesome. It is. It's something that the first time I heard it, it stuck with me too. And I, it just, it resonates so hard. Your mess has to be your message because within your mess is your self-work. That's where you can expand into and become more conscious and heal and with healing comes growth and although pain, a lot of growth and, you know, in that space, I, for example, I'm only as good a health coach about finding balanced weight as I am because I was overweight. Mm -hmm. I understand that darkness. I understand feeling disconnected from your body. I understand, you know, beating yourself up because you had, you know, that burger and fries and you shouldn't have had that and shaming yourself and having that guilt. And I I get it because Mm -hmm. I was there. So that, that supports you to be able to go, you know what, let's do this together because this is, this is where I've, you know, hurt. Mm -hmm. And this is where you don't necessarily have to, or whatever it is in life. 
And right. I think that, yeah, that's why your mess has to be your message. Mm-hmm. Because if you can help one person not feel that disconnected and that painful, then there's your message. Yeah. And the, then money and good health and all the other things will come. Yeah, exactly. It will all flow right into life just like it's supposed to. Exactly. Exactly. Now, between nourishing your body with whole foods, yoga, and meditation, how would you say living a healthier lifestyle has impacted your life? Uh, I think that I would say it's impacted my life on every level, just energetically from something as simple as being able to wake up in the morning and actually be able to go and do your day right down to, you know, just feeling more in tune with your body and having energy. And yeah, I would say it's impacted on every single level. I don't think that there is, it kind of feels like if you have a bunch of cracks and the light's trying to come through and it can't because everything's just misaligned. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feels like when you put these building blocks of, Sorry, if you heard a grunt in the background, that's my dog. His name is Piglet. Oh, no problem. He's welcome. He's a, he's a Boston Terrier and he's in on the action. Oh, I love it. <laughs> a little guest. Okay. Yeah, exactly. A sideshow. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like you align all these cracks so that the light can come out of you. Mm-hmm. If, you, oh, if, you if you nourish all these different aspects, like your food and meditation and um, just a, a healthier your exercise outlook on life it's it's so much deeper for me than and it will I only realized this once I had lost the weight Mm -hmm. that it's so much deeper than just having lost the weight it's about looking after your health it's about being able to make sure that you can you know be there for your children one day but it for me feels like the light gets out the cracks Mm -hmm. align and the light can just shine out of you looking after yourself that's that's health and wellness yeah, I love that. I never thought of that before, but it's so true. That so you run at a higher frequency. Exactly. Because I've definitely had situations where, especially when I go traveling to new places, like say I go to Europe and I'm like, I want to eat all the pastries and, you know, eat like all the gelato and just indulge in their food. And then I end up like starting to feel just like so crappy inside when I'm there because I'm not nourishing my body with the right foods that I should be. And at the same time, while I'm traveling, I might be like stressing myself out because I'm trying to go see all of the hot spots or trying to get everything in in this short period of time because I'm only there for so long. And in the end, I'm supposed to be enjoying this beautiful place, but I just don't, I don't feel good inside at all. And I feel like I'm not being my best self either, whether it's to myself or to others. And I know it all comes back to my health in general. I'm not nourishing my body. I'm not like meditating, taking time to myself. I'm not like scheduling things appropriately like I should be. I'm just not taking care of myself overall. And I've definitely noticed in those situations that I'm almost maybe even like meaner to myself in my head. And then I'm also not my best self to others around me either. And it all comes back to just taking care of yourself in general. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that it's like, it's, it's so multifaceted because I think we often forget holistic is the whole picture. And mm-hmm. the, you know, like you say, the first thing is, is that, if you are on holiday and you're eating gelato, there's the 80-20 rule. If you mm-hmm. are laughing with a deep belly laugh and having the most glorious time with, uh, you know, 
lover or friend that that is health too and has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with food right so so there's that but then there is also the the understanding that some foods just it's it's like it's intuitive eating it's understanding that some foods are just not going to make you feel good Mm -hmm. you know and then trusting that and then shying away from those to make sure that you feel better so it's it's like this multifaceted thing where you also then you know, you don't want to, you don't want to beat yourself up for having a, a gelato mm-hmm. on holiday. Right. So it's interesting, but it does. Our, our, the way, the frequency we run at completely, I believe, affects how we perform in our life and how we show up for ourselves. And, and also you could say that that meanness in your head, because I, I have a major bully in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something that I, that I, is a lot of my, my work that I have is this bully in my head. But now I've gotten to the point where I was starting to realize that the bully in my head only shows up when I'm out of balance. Mm. So rather than coming and like having a meltdown that the bully has showed up in my head and is being unkind to me, I can actually go, Oh, hang on. You're here to show me that right now I'm out of balance. Why don't let, let me do an assessment and just check where I'm out of balance. And as a holistic health coach, you know, we look at primary food and secondary food and your primary food being your career, your relationships, your spirituality and your exercise mm-hmm. and how those primary foods impact your secondary food, that which you put in your mouth because mm-hmm. food is secondary. Mm-hmm. If you are spiritually nourished and, you know, in a happy relationship going for beautiful long walks every day, you're not going to be obsessing over whether or not you should eat the burger Mm-hmm. the burger's not going to have this emotional impacting huge control over you. Right. So, well, I mean, that's, I mean, look, it's simplifying it, but on, on the premises that if you have a woman that is being physically abused with, by her husband, she can go to work and work a 14 hour day and then come home and eat kale and exercise 20 kilometers a day. She's not going to lose any weight. Mm-hmm. because her body is in stress. Her body's in fight or flight. So it's, it's really interesting. Like I work on the premises of that. And then we just see how, um, you know, these different aspects are so important in health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It all comes full circle. It, it all matters. It's, it it's, all matters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I feel like so many people just focus on food or how they physically look. And that is definitely not the case. A hundred percent, you know, and, and, and I've seen it with, with my clients where they go, oh my God, but I'm eating this right. I'm eating this, I'm eating this. And, you know, telling me what they're eating and it's about the food and it's about the food and it's about the food. And you're like, what about everything else? Mm-hmm. Maybe food's not the problem. Maybe the fact that you're unhappy with your job and you, you know, are in a abusive, dysfunctional, codependent relationship or whatever it is, maybe that's your problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe your relationship with yourself is your problem and maybe there's some deeper work lying there. Right. Exactly. You know, look at all of it. Yeah. And I think that's the stuff that's almost scarier because maybe they feel whether they feel more or less in control of that situation. And that could be what scares them because they don't, they don't want to make a big decision to change something so drastic in their life. If it is a relationship or if it is a job, it's like that's 100%. scary to them. And a hundred percent. That's why it's so important for them to be able to 
look at the whole picture, see it and see a way to make it work. Even if the biggest step, you know, you would definitely as a health coach, don't come in and be like, Oh, leave your husband and go eat kale. You support them to, to understand the little victories that you can have in that space that will keep you safe and, you know, support your happiness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so important for everyone to hear for sure. Yeah. Happiness, happiness is, is not underrated. Definitely. And now what do you feel like is a maybe unique skill or trait that you have, whether you can bring it to your clients um, in order to kind of help them get through different situations? I'd say my unique skill in order to get through to clients would be my food, my cooking. Mm-hmm. My cooking is my, my magic. And that's why I did my first cookbook. It did really well here in South Africa, which I'm super excited about. Um, And I'm looking at moving it overseas. And my second book, I'm hoping, will be international, which is really exciting. And yeah, it's my cooking. It's when people start to taste what incredible food can taste like, they they want to be healthier and when you want to be healthier then you want to go exercise and when you want, when you exercise mm-hmm. then you want to go you know deal with the next thing it just it, it supports the system because food is everything mm-hmm. it's not the enemy that's the problem food's been made the enemy yeah. it's been man-made into packets and with chemicals and into these this brown soft food that comes into a packet or chips or anything that comes in a packet and is man-made is not it's not food right they call it food but it's not food so cooking real whole food is the premises on which i work my book is only it's completely preservative free i don't uh, count calories we count chemicals so i don't cook with chemicals if it if it grew from the ground you eat it if it grew in a plant don't eat it. Um, mm. There's actually an American journalist, Michael Pollan. I don't know if you know him. No, I don't. So Michael Pollan has a quote where he says, eat real food, mostly plants, not too much. Oh. And it's the premises on which I, I live now. And you just cook yummy, real whole food. Mm-hmm. Makes people want to be healthier. Oh, definitely. Especially when you realize how good it can taste too. And I think a a lot of people, as soon as they hear the word healthy, get scared and they're like, "Uh, -uh, nope, I'm not going to eat that. It's going to taste gross. It's not going to be satisfying, but really healthy. Like the more whole my food is, the more satisfied I am in the end. You know, I've even noticed just the difference between eating like a bagel for breakfast and eating sweet potatoes with my breakfast instead as my carb source is so much more satisfying and it holds me over and oh, it's just such a difference. And there's so many people out there that don't even try to make that little step to eating a little bit more whole in order to realize how different they can feel. Exactly. And you know, it's about it's not about going home and all of a sudden you're vegan and you're chucking out half of your fridge and mm-hmm. half of your pantry must go in the bin. It's, it's about the little changes and realizing that, you know, your body, this is, this is, you know, for the, especially the people that think, Oh my God, I have to get healthy. Or like you say, they just don't want to try it. And you think you can train your palate to love anything. Mm-hmm. You've just got to give it a try. And if you just try eat a handful of greens with every meal, that's a victory. Yeah. That's huge. 
because a lot of people don't even do that. Right. And if you can cut out sugar sweetened beverages and sodas, amazing. Like just mm-hmm. do that. And then before you know it, like you cut out one, you feel better. You cut out another, you feel better. You cut out the next thing, you feel better. And before, before you know it, you feel so great that mm-hmm. that, that becomes almost like addictive. Right. Because you just, you, you're energized. You don't have bloat. You don't have brain fog. You don't have, you know, random night sweats or painful periods or all of that stuff clears mm-hmm. up when yeah. you eat real whole food and, and look after yourself. I mean, that's, that's like addictive. Mm-hmm. I find it addictive. <laughs> I know. Me too. Because I love it. <laughs> anything that makes you feel better, right? You're like, I want more of this. Yeah, it's great. And you know, it's not to say that I'm this perfect person that doesn't go out and have a burger once in a while. Of course I do. A hundred percent. That is part of life. It's part of balance. And anything that is off balance is not good for you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe it's good. So right. it's, it just, yeah, like sometimes you do go out and have a pizza, but they become fewer and fewer far between mm-hmm. because you just realize they, they're actually not that great. And if you, you kind of, a lot of people say, oh, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. But, but is that really a treat? Right. <laughs> if you're going to have heartburn and bloat and feel sluggish and, mm-hmm. you know, feel that you ate too much, that's not treating yourself. Right. That is hurting yourself. <laughs> That's hurting yourself. No part of that is treat yourself. Like right. treat yourself is to me, you know, a dairy-free, healthy, dark chocolate, decadent, refined sugar-free brownie. Ooh, that, that to sounds me sounds so like good. a treat that I'm like, oh my God, yes. Because when I eat it, I'm going to feel great afterwards and I'm going to have no guilt around it because it's not filled with with nasties and empty calories. Yeah. That sounds like a great treat. Exactly. (laughs) I totally agree because I'm one of those where it's like, okay, as soon as you're putting it in your mouth and you're tasting it, it tastes like a treat and you're like, oh, that's so good. But then once it digests and your stomach is feeling like crappy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I don't like that anymore. But if you can have a similar situation where you do have food that as you're eating it, you're like, oh, this tastes so good. And then you feel good after too. Oh my God. It's the best feeling yeah, ever. Amazing. And, but you know, that's the irony is that people have missed that, that that's what food's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Food, food is fuel. That's all it is. It's petrol. Yeah. It's gas. That's all it is. It, it actually is supposed to help you to not die, keep you alive, keep you functioning so that you can do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's what food is. The problem is, is that we've wrapped up this huge and it's not all a problem because nobody loves food more than I do, but we we've wrapped up this huge emotional attachment into our food. There's this whole narrative that we've added that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. If you just come back to basics, back to your intuition. Okay, cool. When I ate and everybody's unique, you are bio individually unique to me. The way I eat is not the way you should eat. Everybody is unique. And, but if you bring it back to basics, for example, for myself, when I eat onion and garlic, I can bloat. Mm-hmm. So if I just don't eat onion and garlic, guess what happens? I don't bloat. Right. And then, you know, for example, raw kale can, or raw broccoli can cause stomach cramps for me. But if I cook it, I don't get I don't get stomach cramps. Okay, cool. I'm going to have raw, I'm not going to have raw broccoli. And, and slowly but surely you tailor make your diet based on your intuition. 
mm-hmm. and the way you should be eating. And right. you've just got to trust that. And before you know it, you'll just be eating what works for you most, at least 80 to 90% of the time. And your body will find balanced weight. Your skin clears up. You know, things function better. You have better energy and, and things are just a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's nicer and prettier on the other side. <laughs> it's just more fun on the other side. I wish I could put it any other way, but I can't. It is. It's right? just more, it's more lovely being happy. I tried it. I tried it for the first 28 years of my life. I tried hating myself. I tried the argument with my body of going, you know what? Why did you eat that? You shouldn't have eaten that. You know, oh, look at your thighs. Look at that stomach. Oh my gosh. Like I, I did that whole thing mm-hmm. and it sucked. It honestly yeah. sucked. And I just, I don't know. I hit the point of uncomfortability and they say only when you are uncomfortable enough will you shift. Mm-hmm you got to get uncomfortable. And, and, and that's unfortunate with, with us as humans. We, we, we don't shift from a point of comfortability. Mm-hmm. But imagine if we did. Right. How great the world would be. We need to break things or hurt things before we go, oh, my word. That's on the extinction list. Now mm-hmm. we must fix it. Oh, right. the world's covered in plastic. Now we're not going to use the straw. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's how it works, right? You really, that's how it works. It takes you to have to realize that there's a true problem and you are uncomfortable with whatever the situation is and you have to do something in order to then get comfortable. Because the pain of shifting becomes less than the pain of staying where you are. Mm -hmm. And if we as humans are neurologically hardwired to take the path that is least painful, Mm-hmm. The the path of least resistance. Yeah, that's where we go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, so I'm very I'm very grateful that I got uncomfortable enough, and then I just went. I'm not doing this, and I can I can tell you that if you just give like healthy living, mindful living, eating, you know, journaling, meditation, yoga, all these tools, mm-hmm. a chance. Like, I think that there's a, there's a lot to be said for them and, and being on the other side and actually liking your body, actually enjoying your food, actually wanting to go exercise and loving it. It's, it's a ball. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. It makes life a lot better. Definitely. And it's all about coming back to listening to your body and what feels good for you too. A hundred percent. It's about tuning into your intuition. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of us lead very busy lives that we're constantly on the go. We're constantly online and connected, internet, cell phones, Instagram, all the things that, ha- that, that we have to do, get up, take the kids to school. There's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot. But I think that there are, there's always five minutes before your day and there's five minutes at the end of your day where you can just take stock and just, you know, breathe, close your eyes. And just check in and say, cool, what, what worked for me today and what didn't work for me today, you know? And that might have been the burger that you ate. And then you just go, okay, cool. So I am going to make a commitment to myself to not do that again. Why? Because I value myself. Eating healthy and being healthy is a radical act of self-love. Yeah. It's the ultimate act of self-love because you are honoring your home that you're in 
Definitely. It's your house and your body hears everything that you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being mean to it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's going to be mean right back to you. Yeah, it's just it doesn't work. It's, uh, I can promise you I've tried it. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't work. <laughs> we'll be back with our guest in just a minute. But first, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. And now back to the episode. Yeah. And now it seems like you have a lot of self-motivation inside. Who do you feel like also inspires you as well or maybe helps motivate you too? Um, that's actually quite, a, quite an interesting question. I would say that a lot of my clients that I work with, they can motivate me and inspire me in so many ways that I don't even think they realize. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and then I have, yeah, I think Instagram is... Instagram is a very interesting tool. And I think that if it's used correctly and if you're conscious and mindful over your engagement with it, you can discover really beautiful accounts and people doing really cool things. Mm-hmm. So there's a handful of them out there that also I discovered on my, my path of health and wellness that I follow and they just they constantly inspire me. I totally agree with that with Instagram. I feel like there's a lot of people who kind of hate on Instagram because of all the craziness mm. that you could come across. And, and understandably I, so, but, but, but you make it positive. Yeah, you have to choose who you follow. And I think that's what's most important. Like I choose to not follow things that cause drama or stress in my life because why I'm on Instagram so much that why would I want to see that all the time? And why would I want that to affect or impact my day? So exactly. I'm just it's gonna... a little bit of taking your power back and going, oh, that, mm-hmm. if that moment that you pass that image or that content, whatever content you're consuming on whatever platform, it makes you feel like you're just going to vibrate lower, be it because, oh, I don't look like her. Oh, I don't have what they have. Oh, look at them. They on that holiday and I'm not there. Whatever it is, if that comparison comes up, mm-hmm. just unfollow the person and take your power back. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> there's amazing people out there that are doing beautiful work about the environment. Um, I've got a friend, two friends of mine that are shooting an amazing uh, piece of documentary about the orangutans and the fires in Borneo uh-huh. and educating yourself on palm oil. And it's, it's beyond inspiring. And I mean, that's, that's out there. That's on yeah. social media. Go follow that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go see platforms that you can go donate to and, you know, make it a positive, you know, put mm-hmm. that energy in there. But yeah, if there's something that makes people un- me unhappy, like I'll just unfollow it. And I just, there's so many inspiring people out there. So I'd say a little bit of everywhere. The inspiration comes from that. And then it makes you, once you see somebody doing something and it makes you feel inspired, then it's like, okay, I'm going to do that too. Or, you know, you find your own internal motivation to get there rather than I feel like some people will see somebody doing something that they want to do. And if anything, they feel defeated and they're like, oh, I'll never get there one day. But it's all about taking that message. The victim mentality about it. Yeah. And it's just taking that instead and using it as encouragement for you to get there as well. Exactly. I think, yeah, I mean, look, we all have our down days and we all have those 
that moment where you see something the way you're like, oh, you know, that looks really bad. I wish that were me or, or I could be there. We all have that. It's not, it's not that I don't, you know, fight those, those, those voices too. I think it just comes down to like, let it feel you. I, mm-hmm. I, I often, yeah, that's, that's my go-to is just let it drive me. I look at it and I'm like, I'm so inspired. I'm just like, we are, we are doing some amazing things out there. And if we focus more on that and give that a voice, then what's possible? And something that I like to ask each guest, which I know sometimes can be a little hard for some to answer, uh, but then others feel like it just comes so naturally, is what you feel like your purpose is and why you do what you do every day. Okay. So I would say what I think my purpose is, I'm definitely here to change the way people eat. I know that that's what I want to do. Um, and then what was the second part? Tell me the second part of the question again. And why you do what you do every day. And why I do what I do every day. I do what I do every day because I am, I was in such a dark place when I was disconnected with my body and I was in such an angry, dysfunctional relationship with myself that it wasn't necessarily an eating disorder of anorexia, bulimia, or orthorexia, but it was this constant bullying around food because of the broken relationship. And if I can stop one person from being in that darkness just by shining even just one little candle, then that's why I'm here and that's what I want to do. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, and, and it sets my soul on fire when I get to host women's events and they come and they share with me their souls and their stories about hormonal health and battling to fall pregnant and everything that they're going through. And then to be able to support that for me is that's, that's the work I'm here for. Mm-hmm. That's what I love doing. And to be able to see your impact on people too, I'm sure is an amazing feeling as well. Yeah, it feels, it feels, it feels really amazing when something that means so much to me gets received. It does, it does feel awesome. And even if I don't see it, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't always get to see it. Yeah, it's (laughs) so true. With Instagram and the internet, you don't always see it, but it's okay. Like that's what, that's what drives me to produce my content because I'm just like, somebody out there is reading this and if it's helping them, I'm okay with that. Right. Exactly. And I love that sense of a community as well. I feel like something like that, it it forms a community. And that's something that I hope to do with this podcast as well is, you know, form a community to help people realize that they can do the things that they want to do every day by stepping out of their comfort zone in order to live their dreams. And you don't realize how many people, you know, internally are thinking, wow, like she's so right. Like I, I, I'm not like, I didn't realize how much I was inside my comfort zone and how like I need to push forward in order to do that. And I might not know that this is impacting people unless if they actually come to me, but there's still that internal hope that, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I could be impacting people that I don't know. And it comes back to that like sense of community in order to bring all these people together to really impact them. A hundred percent. And I think that that's, that's where the, the power of the share 
comes in with with the work of the internet it's just the power of the share Mm -hmm. and you know the power of the share is afforded the opportunity for many women to say me too and just something like that Right. Imagine, you know, the everything else that's going on for, for women and for people out there. There's so much. <laughs> and what else do you feel like you have, like, hopes for your future with all of this? I know that you also have your second book coming out. Is there yeah. anything else that you're, like, really looking forward to and, like, hope that your future kind of brings you? I think the, the second book is definitely going to get a lot of my energy right now. The first one was was uh, amazing but the second one I think is really going to be my voice so I'm very excited for for that and that's going to get my heart and soul for the next three months and mm-hmm. um, well longer but the next three months I'm writing the manuscript um, and then I'll be uh, shooting the book next year um, early next year so that's going to get my energy now and I think for me just to keep spreading my word more overseas and out of uh, South Africa, you know, and just to broaden my community with more women out there that are, that are in the space of ready to receive the information that I'm sharing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I love it. that's the hope. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that. And I hope that this podcast helps as well, kind of bring you over here more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the more I get to share, the, the more this community grows and the more this community grows, the less we're going to be stuck in this diet, a uh, uh, culture of more, better, different with our bodies. We don't mm-hmm. have to be more. We don't have to be better. We don't have to be different. We're perfect mm-hmm. just the way we are. It's, it's time. It's time that we start seeing that. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that I'm like I say, I'm lucky enough that with the work that I do, it constantly pushes light into my dark areas too. So just for more and more healing. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure on your side, you know, the more work that you do and the more that you help others, it's only internally helping you even more. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, it's kind of like a a selfish reason, (laughs) but a good selfish. (laughs) And so as I kind of mentioned before, um, something that I'd love to talk about is getting outside of your comfort zone on this podcast. And so I'd love to hear, you know, everybody, no matter what the situation is, whether it's big or small, if it's starting their own company or whether it's just making a decision to do something specifically that day can be very outside of their comfort zone. So how do you usually handle situations in order to help push you outside of your comfort zone? You've got to just step into the fear because the fear is where the growth is. That's, that's where the magic lies and it's scary as all hell, but you just got to close your eyes and hold your breath and jump. Mm-hmm. You just got to go because it's your life and you only have one. So you got to, you got to give it horns and, you know, make the magic happen, but it, it, it can be scary, but step into it. <laughs> got to feel the fear and go for it. Yeah. Just, just do it until you don't feel the fear anymore, but do the fear until the fear disappears. Yeah. And that's the thing is it I, will, it will disappear. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, and it could take a few times, you know, and that's fine, whatever it may be. It could be public speaking, you know, getting up in front of it, a big audience or something. 
And it could take two or three times to, you know, still feel that really deep fear and get really nervous. But then after like a few times, all of a sudden that fear is fading away. And now it's starting to feel more and more natural to you. Even though you could still get nervous, it just starts to feel more natural to you. And I think sometimes people don't give themselves that amount of time in order to feel that and then get beyond it. A hundred percent. I think that that's, you know, part of the work of trusting your intuition between our food and so many deeper other things in our life. We, we don't give ourselves a chance. We're just so hard on ourselves. You must just get it. You must just be healthy. Mm -hmm. You must be thin. You must be, you know, perfect. You must be getting all these things, but you know, where's the like a little bit more gentle love of like, Hey, you know what? You didn't get it right the first time. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay that you didn't eat perfectly today. It's okay that you didn't go exercise today. You're not a failure or a disaster or somebody that doesn't get it or an imposter. You just didn't get it today. Yeah, exactly. I think everything is a learning lesson. And that's what people have to realize too, no matter what it is. And even if you didn't do something 100% the way you wanted to, it's like, okay, well, that was a learning lesson. And now next time I'm going to make a better decision or I'm going to do perform a little better. And then gradually you just keep getting better and better or more comfortable with something. And then you're good to go. Exactly. It's, you know, taking yourself out of the, this is happening to me, to this is happening for me. Removing that victim ego role rather than this is just, this is happening for you. If it didn't work, that's okay. Try again or try something else. It all goes back to going with the flow. Exactly. <laughs> you got to go where it flows. It's, it's the only option. But the other option's not fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise you're just forcing things and you don't want to do that. Yeah. And now do you feel like there's anything else that you might have wanted to touch on at all that we didn't get to today? No, I think that that's, I mean, that's, that's my story. That's me. And I'm glad that I could share it. And thank you so much for having me on here. What a treat over the oceans to feel like you're sitting in the same room with somebody having a lovely tuned in conversation. So thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast. And I look forward to hearing it and and sharing it on my side of the world. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so happy that you agreed to do this. I was so excited. Well done for, for, for being persistent with my schedule because my <laughs> schedule is quite gnarly out here. So you caught me at a very good time and I'm, I'm happy that you did. Oh, perfect. I was so happy. This was so awesome. I've been following you for so long too. So to me, I'm like, like this oh, is a dream for me to have you on here. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's really lovely. I'm glad that you follow along and keep following along. There's a lot more exciting things coming and yeah, hopefully our paths can cross in the physical. Yes, definitely. I've been telling everybody my goal is to go to Africa by the time I'm 30 and I'm 28. So I have two years. So you got to make it happen. <laughs> I, it's like when I set a goal, it happens. So <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, it's, it's amazing out here. It really is. It's incredible. We have the most beautiful, the most beautiful landscape. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite incredible and great wine in Cape Town. Oh, I actually had some uh, Cape Town wine last night, actually. So that's really funny that you say that. I'm trying oh, to crazy. remember what it was called. But yeah, that is really funny that you mentioned that. It yeah, was our delicious. Wine is, our wine is incredible. So yeah. 
I will definitely be coming on over there and I'll let you know so we can meet up in person. Perfect. And now where can everybody find you also? So everybody can find me on all social platforms at Truffle Journal, Truffle like the food, F-F-L-E, and then Journal like the book. So at Truffle Journal, and then I think on Facebook's the only one that has the the, and then my website is the trufflejournal.com. Perfect. Awesome. Come and find me and follow along on all my adventures. There's a lot of snacking. Oh, I love it. It's always so tempting. Like, oh, I want some, send of that my way. (laughs) A lot of food. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll chat to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. If you're an entrepreneur that hosts retreats, workshops, and any other event, then you know how important it is to be fully present with your clients during these life-changing events. Having a photographer available will allow you to have the full experience documented so you can show others what they can experience when they join your next event. Not only that, but it gives you a peace of mind knowing that you can put your phone down and really enjoy the moment. Let me help and take care of the documenting, whether you're hosting locally, nationally, or internationally. After all of your hard work that you put into creating your event, you deserve to have something taken off your plate. So contact me at caitlincasso at gmail.com to set up a consultation call to see if we're a perfect fit. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to hit subscribe, share with a friend, and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Follow me on Instagram at Caitlin Casso, and even check out my work at CaitlinCasso.com. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.